Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. It's time for the B-A-Q-A, the B-A-Q-A. What does it stand for? Brown Ambition Question and Answer, B-A-Q-A. As y'all know, we've kind of split the show in two. For y'all who like to chat about, you know, we do our Buzzworthy in a separate show with our Brown Boost, Brown Break. And then we have a totally separate show where we talk just just literally taking your questions. So if you've got questions for the BA, that's Mandra and myself, and you want a little QA, some Q&A answered, then you can send us an email to brownandpissionpodcast at gmail.com. You can hit us in the IG um, DMs at Brown and Pishin Podcast, right? Brown and Pishin Podcast? Brown and Pishin mm-hmm. Podcast on IG, yes, ma'am. And then you can also go to brownambitionpodcast.com and click ask us anything. So business questions, career questions, financial questions, financial adjacent questions, the doors are open. Okay. So um Yes, ma'am. We've got our first question. Mandy, you wanna go ahead and read it? I would love to. So this listener wants to remain anonymous. She says, Hey ladies, I love your show and anything and everything you do. Uh, My husband and I purchased our first house a little over a year ago. It's an older home and it's in good condition, but it could use some updating. We're thinking of buying a new construction home and selling the house through a site like Zillow or Open Door. Through both of these sites, we have an offer over $100,000 more than what we bought our home for. It's exciting for us and we have $30,000 in savings. We want to buy a new home, but want to know if we should. We have both changed jobs and have almost doubled our income since the purchase of our current home. The push to move sooner than later is our aging parents and the need and the desire to have a main level bedroom so they don't have to use the stairs. Is it a good move or should we wait it out? Well, first of all, Anonymous, congratulations. These are like good problems to have. Um, Yeah. So um, Anonymous and Hubby. So one, you know, like aside from, you know, whether or not you should sell your house, if you're going to sell your house, I, although $100,000 more than what you bought it for sounds awesome sauce, you know, in the current market, that's actually not so crazy. I mean, literally I've been seeing homes go for like $150,000, $200,000 more in my neighbor of the hoods, right? But what I would caution before you jump into a Zillow or open door is to actually speak with a realtor to see, because you might be able to get more in the open market. And it's my understanding, and I got this directly from the founder of Zillow himself, because I watched, listened to this podcast called How I Built This, and he was on. Um, 
And he specifically said that um, in exchange for making like the the buying selling process simple, they take anywhere from five to seven percent. That is significantly more than what a realtor would take. Because right, Mandy, realtors take at most I've heard is three percent, and sometimes as low as like one percent. Yeah, having edited like a jillion mortgage articles, we would usually say between two and five percent. Okay, two and five percent. Yeah, two to five. So, you know, so I would just caution one, can you get more? And two, can you pay less? Because you as the seller, that money's going to come off of like the money that you've made from your house. You know, so I would just say that um, for that component of your question, if you are going to sell it, at least talk to a realtor to get like some numbers. Okay. Um, And then I think buying a home with your aging parents in mind, honestly, that's smart. And, you know, because especially while you have... Uh, the money, because I I've been considering the same. I know my husband and I have lived in our house now for two years. We totally renovated it, but I know that the second house that we get, I definitely want to get like a mother-in-law suite. My dad is in his eighties, and my mom is you know she would kill me. So she's younger. I'll just say that. <laughs> Papa Leche's in his eighties. I didn't know that. I know he's like eighty-one, and my mom's like seventy. But um, <laughs> and um, so yeah, so I. Totally, I'm like, mm, they live in a big house now, just the two of them. But I'm like, uh, how long, how much longer? I would want, you know, I would love for them to stay with me, but I would want them to have their own space. Um, so, but just know this, that's, here's the thing, is that just like your house is worth more because of the market, so will other houses that you are looking to purchase. So that $100,000 jump is across the board, depending on where you're looking to move to. Um, so know that you're going to also be paying more. Um, and so I don't know if the, like, is the rush that, are, are your parents going to move in with you in the next five years? You might want to wait. Is it the next two years? And certainly you can go out and look. My only concern is housing prices have gone up so much. My concern are these sustainable or will there be a market correction and the house that you buy now might not be worth what you paid for? So that's my that's my hesitancy. Because even myself and my husband and I, we're actually taking a pause on purchasing a house, at least for a couple of years, because I don't want to pay extra for a house only for it to be worth less later. What about you, Mandra? What you say? Yeah, I it's a it's a tricky one because it's Unless you have a, unless you're a fortune teller, there's really no way to give a sure answer here. Mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day, what I like to say is you make the decision that feels right based on all the information you have today. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of have to let it go after that. And it was, I remember how stressed I was when we got our house in 2018. Now it looks like I'm a genius four years (laughs) later because our home value has increased so much. But when I tell you the number of sleepless nights mm-hmm. and today it sounds like we got the house at a at a bargain price, you know, but that that's not how it is in the moment. And I think, you know, it worked out for us now and, and you know, we're still in a house and who knows what could happen. We just got flooded really bad by Hurricane Ida. No one said we were in a flood zone um, in my neighborhood. So you you make the best decision with the information that you have and then you, you know, let it go. And I think if you guys feel ready and you want to and you want to move into a new house and you can afford that new house and it all works out um and you feel like that's the right decision for you and your family then i think you know go for it but if there's if there's a voice in your head or there's you know anxiety or you feel like you are being pushed into a decision because it sounds like the right thing to do because that's what the internet says or that's what it seems like people on social media are doing that's when i would say you know make sure it really aligns with you and your family's goals and your values you know before you take that step i think there's a good case to be made for 
you know, waiting a little bit longer like Tiffany is or just going for it if you mm -hmm. guys really want to. Mm -hmm. There's a case to be made because I mean, ultimately what's good for your family might not your parents when you might be like, no, they need to move in with us sooner rather than later. Or you might yeah. be like, you know what, we can actually wait because we're not in this huge rush. Let's see what the market going to do. Um, but yeah, either absolutely. way, I for sure would not just jump into bed with Zillow or open door without at least like sitting down with a, um, a realtor to, to compare and contrast. Yeah. And I mean, isn't there also like information out there about how bad Zestimates are anyway? So I don't Oof. know if I would yeah. trust the algorithms to decide the value of my, excuse me, my home. Um, well, thank you for your question though. And good luck. I hope that you guys follow up. Let us know what you're going to end up doing. Yeah. Um, cause I think that's a... I'm I'm excited for someone to make decisions because I'm I'm like we're just gonna hang out here for another few years and see what happens. Um, but prices are so expensive here. I would not want to turn around and buy something, you know, just because my house is worth more today. Mm -hmm. I just feel like I'd be overpaying. Hey, BA fam! This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. All right, number three, I'm going to read this in a British accent because, yeah, babes, I watch a lot of Love Island now. It's my guilty pleasure between 10 and 11 p.m. at night. Um, and this is from a listener from the UK who says, I won't read it in a British accent. I could, but I'm going to spare you guys. <laughs> All right. She says, I work in tech and make pretty reasonable money in my profession. My current salary is made of basic pay, bonus and restricted stock units. I was recently approached by two of the biggest tech companies in Silicon Valley, but they cannot match my pay for my RSUs. Would it be super crazy to ask them for a sign-on bonus and extra pay on my bonus to make up for the RSUs I will be leaving behind in my old job? Thank you so much. I love the podcast. I've been a faithful listener for two years now, and I can't see myself stopping. Whew. Thank you for saying that. I was worried. <laughs> Please don't stop. <laughs> Well, first of all, Mandy, can we get clear? What is an RSU? Oh, it's one of my favorite wealth building tools ever. So an, a restricted stock unit is a way that companies give employees actual stock in their company. And mm -hmm. the reason it's called restricted is because they do give you a batch of stock, but it is not going to be available to you right away. So typically there's a vesting schedule. So let's say and this happened to me, I actually went back to my first job offer where I got restricted stock units and they gave me, it was 1200 shares of Yahoo, okay, mm. which is not even a, a stock you can get anymore. Um, but it was 1200 shares and those vested over three years, which meant after one year of staying with the company, they would release one third 
of those shares to me. So what's one third of 1,200, 400 shares? Okay. And then (laughs) after another two years, another year working with them, my second year, I get the other 400 shares. And then after the third year, I get the other, the last and final 400 shares. And the reason that's an incentive is I would want to stick around, Mm -hmm. especially if the stock is doing well, because that is a nice little windfall. And it was those early windfalls from those um, stock grants that I was given that really helped me start to build the foundation of um, my brokerage accounts and and all of that. So I'm a big old fan of that. So the question she has, if I can go back to it, is yeah. So she's negotiating. She's she's looking for at, at opportunities with two big tech companies, yes. and they can't match. Um, her pay, like they wouldn't factor her RSUs into her base salary, it sounds Mm -hmm. like. So she wants to know, is it crazy to ask them to give her a a sign-on bonus, like a cash bonus, um, to make up for the RSU she'd be leaving on the table? Girl, you know me and Mandy gonna say, you better ask for your money. Yes. (laughs) Um, 100,000%. And I think this goes for, there's other money you can leave on a table too, unvested 401k Mm -hmm. matching. Sometimes like companies will say, you know, we will match your 401k, we'll match your contributions, but it's going to vest. And that word vesting is is what it means. Like, here's when you'll actually get your hands on the money. And it may not be for a few years uh, mm-hmm. with the company. So, yes, 100 percent. And I, I've done this. They may ask you for proof. I was mm-hmm. looking at a job offer that I negotiated last year and they asked for a screenshot of my. Um, equity grant just to prove that I had mm-hmm. as much as I was saying, and hell yeah, they gave th- gave that to me in a cash sign on bonus. And Girl. same thing with those Yahoo shares because <laughs> I didn't stay the full three years at Yahoo. I ended up leaving early, and I was like, and I think that c- I got a sign on. Yeah, I got a sign on bonus for the mm-hmm. value. You can only okay. expect to get the value of the stock at the time that you're joining the company. Okay, you know, like they won't. They may not. So let's say that the shares that you are leaving on the table is worth $10,000 today when you're negotiating. Mm -hmm. Sure, if you stayed with the company until they fully vest a year from now, maybe their stock will increase and it'll be worth 15,000 shares. But the company that you're trying to work for now, they're just going to say, look, your shares are worth 10K, would give you a 10K sign on Mm -hmm. bonus. And here's the thing. You only ever lose out on the things you don't ask for. You know, yeah. like, cause first of all, these are, you said two big tech companies, sis, they got the coin. That's one. Yeah. Two, you're the bag. I was just on a board meeting and I won't say what board, so that way I won't be, you know, telling all the business. But one of the things we were talking about, cause we were talking about like a hire and we were like, yo, low key, high key, whatever she asked for, we got to give it to her because they're, they're very, it's so hard to find talented individuals. So if she pushed back, we say, okay. So, so the fact is, I mean, I don't know if you're in tech, you know, or, you know, cause you might be in HR or whatever, but the fact is the fact that two big tech companies reached out to you means that you have a specific skill set that is attractive to the marketplace. They looked to find you so you can push and ask for whatever you want. Now they might say, no, whatever, that's fine. But you know, you've got two places to to make that happen. So that's what's so awesome about times like this is that 
when you start to really put the work in on your professional self, you know, you might not be able to do this at 21, but certainly as time goes on, you know, you become very valuable. A friend of ours, um, you know, um, that um, Mandy, you and I know, and I want to put all her business out there, but she shared how she got like equity in the company, how she was like, I want to, she's got a little one. Um, I want to be home, you know, twice a week. She was able to make a whole list of demands. And she was like, I'm only going to be here for this many years. And they were like, fine, fine. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. she's a whole snack and they're hungry. <laughs> so Baby, I ain't snack. I'm a whole damn meal. <laughs> right. Exactly. So ask for what you want. And you are, you know, you're more likely to get it than if you don't say anything at all. Don't let people think like, you know, you're not groveling for a job. Says two people want you. You know, you're the cutest girl in the in the cafeteria. It's, I mean, and if they try to play like they don't have, like they don't typically do that, that's just silly sauce. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they're in Silicon Valley. That is the land of the RSU. And there's, there's no way that they haven't had other people ask for what you're going to be asking for when you tell them that they would that you need them to make you whole on what you're leaving behind. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, they should be um, giving you an equity grant independent of that cash sign-on bonus. So if they're giving you a bonus to make up for the RSUs you're leaving on the table from your old job, I think fully they should be giving you an additional batch of RSUs in their company stock to incentivize you to stick around. And I think that that's something that is just very common at major tech firms these days. And it would be a big miss if you were mm-hmm. to accept an offer that didn't include RSUs. I might even say just wait till the next big tech firm comes with a juicier offer for you. Yeah. But you know, so that's just me. And if you get it, um, you owe me and Mandy dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll come to the UK cool. for some dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you oh, for listening yeah. from the UK, though. Appreciate yes. it. Tell your friends. How about, wait, have we done that? <clears throat> This is our 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 show um, reach out. If you find oh, yes. value in the B of the A, please literally, however you're listening literally to this podcast, right? Oh, that's my my. However you're listening to this podcast, I want you to go ahead and share the link with at least three people. Share it in your group chat. Share it on your Facebook. Share it on your IG. Share it on your Twitter. Share it with at least three people that you know it could really help because we are really just yes. trying to reach and teach as many as possible. Okay, okay. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And you could be featured on BA Fam Friday on IG. I mean, that's it's like a it's a it's an honor, honestly. <laughs> um where we actually shout out anyone who leaves us an iTunes review. Tiff, do you know how can you leave reviews on Android uh uh, podcast platforms like is that a thing on Google Podcasts or something like that? I wasn't sure. Um, I think well, I usually if I'm going to leave a review, I do it from my computer, and I've got a Mac, so I don't know. On oh, on that's a good Android. workaround. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you have a Mac and you have an iCloud account, you can log into iTunes and mm-hmm. that's why you I know, do. leave your mm-hmm. little review. I saw Audible accepts reviews too. Yeah, they sure um, do. But listen, don't sweat it. If you don't have iTunes, still tell a friend, tell a friend, tag mm-hmm. us at Brown Ambition Podcast on IG. Um, we appreciate the love. Because honestly, we're to be low-key, high-key, low-key, high-key. We're kind of like the OGs in this space. I don't know if you know, yeah. but Brat, Black and Brown podcasts, sometimes they just don't have the support they need to, to succeed and move forward. But we've been in we've been in the game for years. It's made us an animal. There's us. rules to this. Anyway, that's a little biggie. Um, Aging us. <laughs> right? No, but honestly, like we've been in this game for some time and we have been consistent. You know, we have not failed y'all and you know one of the ways that you can support us 
is to tell people to listen. That's literally it. Literally, especially if you have an episode that really moved you, you know, tell people, you know, share it specifically and say, you need to listen. This is a really good um, episode that really helps to support us so we can continue to be here for another six. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. I actually listen to our show most weeks. There you do. You know, just to, because I enjoy it. It's also because I forget what we say. <laughs> I <laughs> love like, when people the, come up to me in the, the streets and they're like, oh my God, such and such. I'm like, I did not tell you that. I told man, oh, Mandy <laughs> on the show. For real, Mandy and I will forget because we're we're friends in real life. So I'm like, oh, that's right. I wasn't they're just gonna be talking like, to Can Mandy. I see your taser? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Who told you about that? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know the taser joke, that means you were not listening to our pr- prior episode. Go listen to it. Oh, the whole taser. Yes. yes. <laughs> Go to the last previous episode to find out why Tiffany, what Tiffany's taser looks like and, and who she used it on. <laughs> that's a good. Uh, that's it's a, a little teaser. Tease. A little taser teaser. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Mandra. It's been real as per usual then real we'll see you guys next week have a great day bye the bigger pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment we're having a real conversation as real real estate investors new episodes available every day it's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to bigger pockets on the market rookie real estate or money podcast the purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties the bigger pockets podcast on youtube or wherever you listen